Hello everyone, it's been a while since we last recorded. Um, there are many things that have happened in the past month which prevented us from recording and being able to dedicate our time and energy to our podcast. But we're here now and we want to share this entire process with you in the hopes of in the hopes that some of you might connect with what we're going through and the focus of today's topic which is spirituality we announced it during our last episode in part because we both knew what was going to happen after almost three years of uh, battling a very hard tough cancer my mom passed away almost uh, a month Next week, yeah, next mm -hmm. week uh, will, will be the first month. And yeah, we've been dedicating a lot of our energy, our time, and a lot of our spirit to, to this process, to, uh, you know, try to support her during her journey and also being there fulfilling family duties and, you know, reminding everyone to acknowledge that things might change from one second to the next but we were there and and during that time i think you know there were a lot of spiritual questions conundrums unknowns that are still over us i think that a lot of people thought that when we said we were going to talk about spirituality we were only going to talk about the beautiful side of it yeah You know, the fairs and the celebrations and the ceremonies and the rituals, which is incredible, of course, from many different standpoints. But I think this episode will talk about spirituality as a whole, the good, the bad, the ugly, the questioning. You know, oh, so many questions. Part of the journey is that it's a process. And during during the process, there are many different stages. I think the stage that we're at right now is totally confused and lost. <laughs> Um, like Santiago was sharing with you guys, we experienced a lot during the past two years and we've been together for two years and a half. So when we met, we were both in a place where we felt spiritually stable. I would say spiritually stable, spiritually found. We had connected with our purpose. In my case, everything was happiness and beauty and, um, a lot of positivity and I thought that that had been my spiritual journey I had found it that was it I was done I was gonna be happy forever and then life showed me that it doesn't work that way spirituality is a progress it's a process and a progress and you keep growing every day and growing while the universe or life keeps throwing these <laughs> tripping stones your way Atomic to test you yeah way. seriously and uh that makes i guess in the end it's gonna make your faith and your motivation and your love for life stronger but right now we're going through a phase where and i'm gonna speak for myself i'm going through a phase where i've connected with those dark corners in my spirits because again we all have light and we all have darkness and something that has helped me in the past and has helped me grow tremendously in the past is is accepting that i have that darkness within me instead of trying to silence it those dark thoughts and dark emotions and then try to heal them understand them and heal them and give them the space they deserve to just 
come to life, embrace them, and slowly walk towards the light. So now, again, after <laughs> many years, I'm at that place where I'm experiencing this whole new me and trying to keep walking towards the light. Let's jump to the point that we Let's wanted to, to discuss point. with you. What led you to be spiritual, to connect with spirituality? Because as you guys know, we both come from very Catholic families. Mine was Catholic and evangelic, Christian. What you in, in English? Yours was, and Christian? your mom was evangelical. Evangelic, yeah. Evangelist? An evangelist. Evangelica. Like, I don't know how what, what you say in English, but um, yeah. <clears throat> so my mom experienced both. And I was pretty much born and raised into that religion without having a choice. And then throughout the years, um, I discovered a different way of viewing life. That's what I call it. And it all started with uh, the loss of my grandmother. I lost her 10 years ago. I was very, very attached to my grandmother. She was like a second mom to me. And when I lost her, I wasn't ready. And I wasn't not even half of the person that I am today. I was in another world, another life, another career. Very superficial very focused on the material and not on growing and connecting with my spirit and the last few words that i shared with her and everything she she was because she was this beautiful angel like she had so much love to give to the world and i wanted to become that i mean whenever i think about compassion and empathy i think about her if any of my friends are listening to this will probably say yes completely she was always very welcoming always hugging strangers and asking everyone if they were okay or if they needed anything always worrying about our family members and uh, very she was an empath just like me i have that from her and on on her bed the last few days that i got to spend with her my family brought a reiki healer and i had never heard about the word reiki like i didn't even know what it meant for those that have never had a reiki therapy it's a movement of energy we all have energy in our bodies or chakras and sometimes they get blocked because of trauma emotions pain whatever you're going through in life and they brought this healer and the healer started moving the energy and my grandmother's body and she awoke from a coma and uh, we were able to spend a few days with her and that's what that's a memory that i have besides many other Other experiences and these have to deal with my third eye and me seeing <laughs> energy and spirits and stuff but that's that was my first spiritual encounter i think or that at least grew the curiosity curiosity curiosidad in me to start digging deeper and start asking more questions so it started with understanding what was reiki then it led to what is energy then what exactly is religion do i want to be catholic do i believe in this um then i took a a class in college that was about buddhism and hinduism and i realized that i connected with that philosophy more than i did with being catholic and that's how my journey began and we're here 10 years later and now our home <laughs> if you look around we have our altar and our altar has a buddha a ganesh and a virgin mary so it's a combination it's, it's an apocryphal <laughs> it's, altar it's a combination of everything we truly connect it with it doesn't fit one mold and it's not trying to please anyone it's just what kind of awakes her spirit my spirit uh, was originally catholic <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Not because I chose to, but because my school chose to and my family chose to. And I grew up in that environment where I was surrounded by a cross and a penitent Jesus and a Virgin Mary and Christmas and all that. And uh, I very quickly began to dislike it. I didn't feel connected with the message or the parties or the rituals. They felt like very, very, very ascetic, very somber, very minimalist, but to a point where it was almost like dull and very dark and penitent. And so I was lucky that at the same time, even though my school was Catholic, it was very liberal and I would uh, encounter all sorts of young religious practitioners who shared their input on other ways of uh, praising the oneness. So I came across Buddhism, I came across Jehovah, Jehovah Witnesses. There were also, there were Jews, there were, I mean, there were a variety of, of people who practiced different religions. So there was always like this exchange of ideas and energy and very open and really no pressure to follow Catholicism, at least during high school. But yeah, definitely like very known as being a school of priests. At home, I had access to all sorts of uh, philosophies. We had the Bhagavad Gita around, the Quran, copies of the Sohar the Kabbalah, whatever. Like there were all sorts of educational textbooks and drawings and documentaries and stuff that gave us already an idea that, hey, it was possible to believe in similar things, but with completely different rituals and practices that perhaps speak more to you. And I think when I started getting into yoga, you know, later on in life, I, I began connecting more with Hinduism And I love that part of it, the, the celebratory part of this religion. Very colorful, full of flavors, big, big parties, parades, colors. And I began getting closer to it. And then I, I went to Bali and to travel across Southeast Asia, to India, to different holy places. And I really began connecting with the feeling of being in these places. I was very peaceful in those, in those temples. And I remember once in, in Chennai, I was pretty much thought to be a, a Hindu practitioner. And uh, I believed in, in these gods and I, I prayed my mantras every day and I did my 108 sun salutations and I was really dedicated to the cause. And I was walking into this lingham, which is basically the equivalent to an altar in Catholicism in this beautiful temple. And suddenly this guy stops me and says, hey, this place is only for Hindu, not foreigners. And I said, I'm also Hindu, my brother. And he was like, are your parents from India? And I said, no, but I thought that Hinduism was about the spirits, not the blood. And then, you know, we kind of argued, but we ended up having like a beautiful conversation. It was a very interesting encounter, but it also reminded me and helped me explore more religion in the sense of how oppressive they are as organizations, you know, and how many wars they cause and have caused. You know, you see Inquisition, you see what's going on in the Middle East, in Palestine. You see what's happening in Asia with the Rohingya Muslims. And I mean, there's a lot of examples. And I started finding myself more distance, distanced from these practices, but slowly more connected to nature. 
which I think you also are very connected to nature. And that, in a way, connected us. Yes. <laughs> I think that if I were to summarize my spirituality in a way is the respect, the love and admiration towards nature. Whenever people ask me if I believe in a higher power, I do. I truly believe in energy and in the universe, but I don't really know what's above us. And I choose to believe that nature plays a big role in that. And, uh, It's the force that we use to heal. And that's what we've been connecting with, especially nowadays, as I mentioned, that we're going through this confusion. It's a, <laughs> a phase in our journey. Questioning, which is normal in, in, yeah. in the spiritual quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's part of the quest, the questioning. It's completely. I think the universe is shaking us one more time. And we're going through this journey trying to define who we are now as human beings with everything that we've been through and with all this wisdom in a way. Because, yeah, it's, it's pain being transformed into wisdom, I think. That's part of the spiritual journey. I'm getting there. I'm, <laughs> I'm still in the anger part of... Because yeah. I, I, I dedicated, like right after I had finished an ayahuasca ceremony... I, My mom called me to say that she she had cancer. And after ayahuasca, I was feeling so connected to everything, to whatever. You know, the invisible, the oneness, call it whatever you want. And I was very hopeful. And I remember telling my mom, let's go to the jungle and do like a hardcore ceremony of ayahuasca. Because I think there is an emotional, spiritual, karmatic component to every illness. And, you know, the less stressed, the less hateful we are the less worried the rest the less paranoid we are the better we are regardless of our body size or our muscle quantity or whatever like you know it's more of a feeling if you're if you feel well at peace if you feel at peace mm. if you feel in love like that helps a lot and these past two years have have been very difficult to reach that state of optimal presence it's a moment or not a moment a feeling of being so interconnected with everything around you that you're in the state of flow where the present becomes the infinite and for me and as a side effect or collateral damage to valeria it was very hard to fully enjoy anything because you know Half of our life was being lived with my mom, you know, so like we couldn't fully live our life because we wanted to give so much love, so much attention, so much energy to my mother during her last months and her last days that it was it was difficult to fully appreciate what was what was and what is going on around us. It's a process, but I do feel that nature and especially our little garden our little um organic garden, organic garden edible in, garden edible <laughs> garden in the process has given us that feeling again of, of knowing like wow we're so connected to that particular process and we're honoring each of the stages you know some things will be born and some things will die and it's part of a cycle and very recently i i went to ciudad de mexico to see an exhibition by daniel Lesama, Lesama, an artist that talks about Mexico's ontology from, you know, the, I guess, the intersection between politics, religion, 
spirit, spiritualism, and spirituality. spirituality and marketing, growth, commerce. And what he says is, you know, we don't have to think about the good and the evil in birth and death. We just have to appreciate it and accept it as part of the process, as part of the cycle. There's so much beauty in death as well, you know, knowing that... It's a new beginning. Rottening things in the garden bring fertilizer and life and more fruit and more food and in in that sense more abundance so nature has been that guiding principle i think for both of us in this spiritual quest that has sacrificed a lot in terms of traditions with our families with our environment with our symbols with you know the signification around us as we grew up i'm sure your grandmother had a lot of Jesus Christos por ahí. <laughs> yes, she did. Virgenes, virgencitas. virgencitas no? But now we have virgencitas too. But the interesting part, and I think the reason why we decided to share all these emotions with you in this episode, it's because even though we're both public figures on Instagram and we do it on social on every platform, and we tend to share it all as it is, these are such deep emotions that we struggled with the idea of sharing them online. Like we couldn't find the words to explain what we were going through. As Santiago mentioned, we've been together for two years and a half. We've been dealing with this for the past two years, right? With with everything that Santiago was going through, his mom and the ambiguity and just the frustration of seeing someone that you love in pain. And uh, I don't think anyone prepares you for something like that. And it's not only the person that the family that is going through it, but it's also the people around you. And in the matter of two years too, I experienced something similar with my grandparents. I lost both of my grandparents. So it's been two years of constant loss. And I've been, I am tremendously grateful to everyone who held the space for me to be able to feel and scream and cry and just do it without feeling like I was being judged or criticized. I actually felt like I had the support and the time to heal. And that is, that is crucial in this journey in life to, to know that you feel that you have that space to be able to release. Uh, as Santiago was mentioning, diseases happened. They're directly linked to emotions. And I'm a true believer in that. And unless we start focusing on ourselves too, on what we're feeling and creating that space for our bodies to surrender whatever no whatever no longer serves us whether it's pain anxiety stress frustration we need to let it out we need to cry it out scream it therapy has been helping us a lot too um not only the garden the garden trust yeah, me on the garden, <laughs> the garden or if, nature, if you don't have space to to build a garden and if there's no local community garden buy a plant it helps <laughs> yes. or adopt a dog and it helps a like, lot with scientific research plants do add happiness bring happiness to your life so make sure that, that and it shows you it shows you the the full cycle and you start too. appreciating death from from another perspective and then you see death as life as, as yeah. part of of this plenum which i i wrote a little bit of, about this on instagram because it's it is hard to share things on social media and it's better to have a close support group you know in yeah. my case valeria was a huge support for the past two years or more and i don't think i could have done it by myself mm. no i know I, i couldn't have done it by myself so 
Gracias, mamacita. Todo bien. <laughs> I owe you. Um, but yeah, being able to fully transmit this journey, the spiritual journey is not possible in, unless you experience it. And, you know, whoever has done psychedelics knows that feeling of interconnectedness mm. and it's supremely beautiful. And it's, it's, that, it's probably that one shared experience everyone who does psychedelics has, you know, yeah. like everyone has good trips, bad trips, whatever visions of them when they were kids, visions of the future, all sorts of things, sci-fi movies, anything, aliens, all of it, talk about it. But deep down, we all feel that interconnectedness. I think you wake up from ayahuasca, from mushrooms, from LSD, from whatever it is, feeling like, holy shit, like this is much bigger than just me. Like it's, it's not about my ego. It's not about it's the one. It's compassion. about the oneness. Mm -hmm. You know, like I feel what the other feels, not because he is like me, but because he is me and I am him. Namaste, no? Like I recognize the me in you. That's very deep. That's very deep. And that's the sort of thing I love from religion. But there's a lot of things I dislike. So I, I left religion a while ago and I picked and choose what benefited me the most. And I mean, right now, none of it honestly works because I think I'm in, in the middle of that spiritual questioning and spiritual, what's the word, uncertainty, which is part of it. You know, like if you don't deny God and reinvent God, like for me, God right now is what's around me, uh, not just in terms of my family, but in terms of my environment. I'm very lucky to be surrounded by mountains and trees and birds and butterflies and lizards and scorpions and snakes, a lot of which have appeared very recently. You know, a lot of people think mm. their messages from my mother's energy. Completely. Something that I feel that has helped me and my process is rituals and you see that in religions different religions around the world even through the time that i started traveling around the world and i fell in love with bali if you follow me on social media you probably know what i'm talking about because i used to visit bali every year for the past Well, I did it for five years and then the pandemic happened. And it was actually Thailand and Indonesia and India too that I truly connected with because of the rituals they had from the moment they woke up. Um, in Bali, they have the Chanangsari, the offering, the flower offerings to nature, the gods, humanity, and that compassion and love. And that's something that I cherished and I connected with deeply and something that I try to apply to everything I do in my life, ritualize it. And I think that has been giving me the fuel, the hope and the motivation I need in times of darkness, which is what we're kind of going through right now, embracing those dark corners and trying to understand what my body, <laughs> what my body and my mind are going through and Instead of silencing those emotions, I'm screaming sometimes and just shaking it off and walking or trying to understand where they're coming from. But being able to wake up in the morning and uh, move, movement has helped me so much. And I don't mean go run a marathon. I mean, just wake up and shake your body. And I do that on my yoga mat and I start breathing and shaking my arms and my legs. And then I flow through some yoga poses. But That right there, waking up, lighting an incense or your copal or, or just, I don't know, sitting down and sharing a mantra, a prayer with the universe, 
all those small rituals bring you back to that they don't bring you back to this dimension they elevate you to a higher dimension so you go from being human to becoming just energy pure energy and that has been helping me tremendously even when you're making your coffee most people make their coffee without realizing that it's an actual ritual so if you're present while you're making your matcha or your coffee you'll realize and you'll be aware of everything that is happening around you the smell of the coffee the foam of the milk the sound that they make what you feel when you sip it so all those moments add elevated frequencies to your day and they have been helping me focus on being positive again and finding that light in life and choosing color over a black and white world so that has been i don't know about you babe but those are the steps that have been helping me in case anyone listening is in need of some inspiration helping you what recognize that there's no god ah, babe. <laughs> no it's just helping it's part me of it fall honestly, in love with life again no I honestly think. that was one of the things that that was major for me realizing there is no god realizing that we all are go- we all are gods mm-hmm. each and every one of us are gods like we are part of this and we're so connected interconnected that each and every one of us creates the one but that's part of understanding that we're all made of love and you're choosing to see life with a filter focused on love. <laughs> We're such hippies. Oh my god. <laughs> That's super hippie. I, I was thinking like when you said light an incense, but I was like light a joint. I mean, I go deep whenever the joint. I mean, in Rastafarianism, cannabis is a sacrament. It is supposed to elevate you to a frequency that is directly connected to God. And that's beautiful. And I've definitely felt that. Not just with cannabis. I felt it with, hey... I don't know, meditating. Shrooms. Shroom, well, okay, yeah. Microdosing. Whatever elevates, microdosing whatever helps elevates a lot. your consciousness, yeah. like breaks down your ego and helps you connect. We, we talked about microdosing in another episode, in case you're wondering, and also our ayahuasca ceremony and psychedelics. So, no, wait, you can, we haven't spoken about our, our ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, like it was. Fully, in the, did we dedicate that whole ayahuasca? No, we thing? should. I think we're, we're going to do, do that. We'll should we do, do ayahuasca next? <laughs> we could we could let's do ayahuasca next let's, let's see next episode. we'll let you know what's the next episode but definitely there will be one focused on ayahuasca um next one <laughs> but yeah those are the things that have been lifting our spirits also arts and creativity that's something that i, I wish i had that you have it i don't i didn't have that that's the thing it doesn't have to do with perfection being just trying to connect with that creative side of you it's not about achieving a perfect flower or being able to paint uh, a whole sunset it's just leaving your mind that's how i silence my mind i'm able to silence my thoughts by becoming creative or trying to connect with my creativity so i do it with clay and pottery or redesigning the house or what else did i do this week I made keychains from scrap, like scraps that I had all over around the house and things that I, I wanted to reuse. And those are moments for myself or even a walk uh, surrounded by nature. I think that's the most powerful medicine out there. Talking to the plants, talking to our dogs and just being here listening to birds chirping in the morning and las chicharras cicadas cicadas at night john cicada (laughs) (laughs) but yeah guys we wanted to share this episode with you in case you were 
looking for words that resonate with you in case I'm, you're I'm going through share something similar. Bruce Lee words, which I love. Do you like Bruce Lee? <laughs> Go for it, but he he has this very long, beautiful interview where he speaks more in depth about this. But his his uh, important bit or the most memeified bit is the one that says, "Be water, my friend." Yes, I love that one. Be water, my friend. You know, and it's it's so deep. Like the the fact it's so short reminds me of like a a Zen koan or something. But just be water, my friend. What does being water mean? What does it mean, water through skin? Being water, it means <laughs> flowing. It means being refreshing, cleansing. My Nurturing. platform, it's called Water Through Skin for a reason. Because I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that energy that purifies and elevates people well there you go <laughs> water okay. all around us so before we leave you guys because it's been 32 minutes already and we wanted to keep it short is there anything else you want to share no i think that the the takeaway here is that religions are not that cool but what's cool is the underlying message and what connects each and every one of them and you know they're basic things just like be nice to each other or don't kill or you know respect mom and dad whatever and in that sense like call mom and dad more often <laughs> that's part of it even if you had a a rough moment with them like don't forget to call them it's important <laughs> and i guess grab whatever makes you a better person out whatever of resonates. yes whatever resonates with you but whatever brings out that beautiful human inside of you that's what spirituality is all about and it's not a race remember that it's not a race and that's something that i've been understanding throughout the past few years spirituality is definitely not a race it's a process and it does not end it's a constant growth so we are it's like a roller coaster we have, we had our peak which was two and a half years ago and then now we're back at the bottom trying to understand what our purpose is and what life is trying to show us and hopefully in in a few months <laughs> maybe years i don't even know we'll be back at that peak and no, understanding I want, I want an epiphany tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> understanding why life decided to make us go through this journey which i know that is going to make us stronger and wiser i always try to see it with a positive eye even though sometimes it's hard and difficult and kind of impossible but there you go those are my thoughts on spirituality what we're going through why we disappeared for a month and now we're back i'm here to share these words with you and to heal with you too because i think if we do it together it becomes more powerful thank you so much for tuning in don't forget to share this with your friends and your family and uh yeah let's keep growing this collective thank you so much sending, sending you guys the tightest hug and we'll be talking soon in the next episode <laughs>